We do welcome everybody because today is Palm Sunday, and we know that there was this was a special day in the life of the church, and uh, the Easter season was a special season. But now we are finding ourselves today in an upside-down position. We all know what upside-down means. You all know what upside-down means. It means that when things are all so bad and when we are surrounded by nothing but darkness, uh, when things don't seem to work out, or when there is nothing but suffering and pain, when so much is happening that we don't know what to say or what to do or which way to turn. We, we, we're upside down, y'all. And we don't we were upside down because the well the world's condition been cooped up in our homes due to the virus for just too long. I know I'll get some amens out there somewhere. We we've, we've been waiting for it to get over, but it seems to be getting worse instead of better. The news is already letting us know that the weeks ahead of us are extraordinarily important to keep our family and friends safe. And then we got the instructions for how to remain safe mm -hmm. that change like the wind. Mm. And we're even afraid of the wind because we know that the virus is carried by the wind and we can't see the wind and the virus carried by the wind. We can't see none of that. I hope I got some amens out there somewhere. Uh, we remain upside down because we don't know if we are better off in the daytime or better off at night. And then the question becomes a matter of who can we trust? Do we trust the government knowing that many times things are politically charged so much so and, and so frightfully filled with lies that we want to listen to some of the source of leadership. I know I got some witnesses out there somewhere. Do we trust our friends while all the time saying in the back of our minds they don't know any more than we do? Or do we trust the fake news, the real news, or the in between news, realizing that they don't have all the answers either. Who do we trust? So do you do what do you do in situations like this? Mm -hmm. Do you do we or do or should we put our trust in God in times like these? Do we lay our souls on God's altar of love and healing or do we or should we keep seeking answers elsewhere and let God be our last resort. Mm -hmm. And let me go here for just a minute to, to our theme for this Palm Sunday communion service. If we turn to God with all of our troubles, with all of our issues, including COVID-19, with all of our circumstances at a time like this, do we sincerely believe that God can be trusted? Yes, he tells us in Deuteronomy 31 and 6 that he will never, and I say never, leave us 
nor forsake us. Oh, yes, he, he tells us that his eye is on the sparrow, and I, I know he watches over me. We sing that song over and over again. Oh, yes, we tout that our church scripture says, Psalm 46 and 1, that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. But do we really believe this? Do we really believe this? Do we really believe this? So I ask again, in a time like this one, because we've never been here before. We've never had this type of situation before. We don't know what's going on because we have never done it or seen it before. I ask you this question. Can God be trusted? I say, can God be trusted, especially by all of this hurting, uh, suffering, and all of these indigent people, folk dying in front of our eyes, folk that we've never thought would get sick, who are sick, folk who have caught the virus, who are trying to get well. With all of this going on, can God be trusted? Uh, and can we say we are those people who love him? Let me give you a quick story, and Pastor I is going to come forward. But recently, I read a story of a gentleman who mm -hmm. wrote a topic uh, on his subject, uh, on his, his uh, story called, Can God Be Trusted? Uh -oh. And he said, I remember the moment yeah, I realized to my own surprise that I didn't trust God. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. He didn't trust God. He realized it to his own surprise. Well, 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 wait, wait a minute, Pastor Keith. I know uh, some of y'all out there are saying, what kind of message are you giving out on this Palm Sunday Communion Sunday? You know, you're talking about, about uh, this man said right up front he didn't trust God. He was surprised in his own self that he didn't trust God. And he's supposed to have been a believer. After all, if you look at the scriptures, uh, regarding Palm Sunday, people came to praise God, praise Jesus, because they trusted him. They could trust him. Why? Because he, they could know that he could heal folk. They could trust him because they knew he would relieve demoniac spirits that were in them. They knew they could trust him to open blinded eyes and make the lame walk and Heal all kinds of diseases. And yet, Pastor Keith, you and Pastor I come to us with a story where a gentleman says, to his own surprise, that he didn't trust God. Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Well, let me continue with the story. The man said, I thought I had this Jesus thing under my belt. How many of you think you got the Jesus thing under your belt? He, he said he had it under his belt because I was a believer and I had been following Jesus for years. Like some of the Palm Sunday crowd who had followed Jesus, uh, they had been following him all three years. Well, all of them probably thought they had 
this Jesus thing under their belt as they followed Jesus throughout his ministry while he was here on earth. But the man said, I was a believer and I was in a season of growing closer to God. But Psalm 115 and 3, that God does whatever he pleases, he read. And then he began to look at that scripture and he said it pointed out his distrust that was tucked away deep into his heart. So what does the Bible mean when it says whatever he pleases? He began to question. He said, I was troubled. All he could see was an image of God doling out suffering and punishment and pain and hurt on a whim. And so he surprisingly came to the conclusion that he didn't trust God. What did he say, Pastor? Well, in essence, he was saying that God wasn't as good as what he had envisioned in his head. That God wasn't as good as we say God is good all the time. God is good. He wasn't as good as what we always keep talking. That was his thought pattern. So he knew he had some trust issues to deal with. And my question to all of us is how many of us have similar trust issues? How many of us are silently not trusting God during this COVID-19 thing? How many of us might even be afraid to trust anything or anyone, including God? So we ask you this morning, can God be trusted in all of this? And let me tell you something. We will tell you right here and now the answer is yes, and we are going to prove it to you. We're going to let you know that God can be trusted even during COVID-19, or better known as the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic. Amen. Amen, amen. You raise a good question this morning, Pastor Keith, for the people of God to ponder as we are in a situation that we've not seen before, none of us have experienced before, and I like to say that sometimes these kind of situations take us to a new place in God. Well, 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 let me uh, help some of you this morning. That's our prayer that uh, you will come away with the thought about trusting God that is strengthened by the word of God. And hopefully we can help our gentleman in the story as well this morning. Uh, so that he comes away knowing that he can trust God too. Well, let us quickly jump to our first point where we will say that when we truly know God, we know that he can be trusted. I'll say that again. When we truly know God, uh -huh. then we know that he can be trusted. We are so familiar with that very first verse in Psalm 91 that talks to us about when we dwell in the secret place of the Almighty, yes. that there is uh, this thing of being protected uh, 
and being uh, and dwelling under the shadow of Elohim. Uh -huh. I, I, I want us to understand that the writer, the psalmist this morning is actually helping us to understand what it means to dwell in the very presence uh, of our God. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm not like, talking about just passing by. I'm not <coughs> pardon me. I'm not talking about uh, uh, just uh, uh, every now and then uh, uh, we, we open our Bibles. Uh, I'm not talking about just praying uh, uh, once a week on Sunday. Uh, I'm talking about when we dwell. Uh, I mean, that means that we hang out uh, in the very presence of God. There's yeah. something about hanging out in his presence uh, that helps us to understand uh, that he is the almighty and the everlasting God. Uh, it, it's in those situations when we can dwell in uh, the presence of God, uh, that, that God takes on a new meaning in our hearts. Uh, yeah. That something happens that we can learn who he is, uh, and then we'll understand that we can trust him and that he will protect us. Yes, yes. When we look at, when we look at the, the main scriptures this morning from Psalm 91, and we move further in down on verse number 2, then and it will say of the Lord that he is our refuge. Uh, how we are in effect telling him that uh, we trust him because uh, we call him our refuge. I come to tell somebody that if you believe those words and you can call him, uh, if you believe that, that he is your refuge, uh, then if he's your refuge, then he is your shelter. And, and, and if he is your shelter and he is your protection, he is your escape mechanism, he is the one that we can run to, then we should know that we can trust him. We trust him as our refuge. He, we trust him as our hiding place because it is in those places that we can receive his promise of protection in the time of storm. Our brothers and sisters, there's a storm around us. When we say he is our refuge and we understand that he protects us in our time of trouble, our came to tell somebody that we are in trouble. When we say he is our refuge and we understand that his protection comes in adverse conditions. Can I get an amen from somebody who understands that we are living under adverse conditions. The conditions in which we live threaten our very existence. Yes. But when we come to our God as our refuge, our protector, our strength, somebody got to know that we've got to believe that he is who he says he is. Yes. We get that from Hebrews 11 and 6. got to believe that God is who he says he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yes. Those of us who know him. As we go down in verse number three in the text this morning, it says that he will keep us from harm by the evil one. 
and he will keep us in times of great pestilence, that great disease. <laughs> I don't know about you this morning, but this coronavirus spreading like wildfire from one person to another is a great pestilence, is a great disease in the land. Now, Pastors Brown and Brown, surely you are not saying that he can keep us during the pandemic, the coronavirus situation. Well, can we pause a minute and say, oh, yes, we are. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know that God cares and he has us covered by the very blood of Jesus. The virus, whether there's an outbreak or not, we are still covered by the blood and some of us even if we fall sick to the virus uh, and are in need of healing because right now we do know of people uh, who are in that boat that have gotten the virus uh, they are lovers of Jesus they are followers of Christ uh, but they're still covered by the blood uh, and are in need of, uh, of a healing God can do that as well yes are, are you scared by all of what's happening around you? We keep checking and making sure that, that, that people are, 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 are not to, just scared to death. Uh, we need to understand where you are emotionally because we believe that God has a cure and an answer that can bring you uh, from your scared situation to one of faith and one of hope. Maybe if you knew, if you know God and he knows you and you are already covered. So what we say to the people of God is calm your nerves and cool your jets. Yeah. Relax in him yeah. and his will. Mm -hmm. So, okay, let me tell you what those crowd, about the crowd of witnesses, as this is officially Palm Sunday. I know you don't see any palm around us, but, but but we can still talk about the story this morning that, that there was a crowd of witnesses uh, that were shouting out, Hosanna in the highest. Uh, oh, as Jesus rode on a donkey into, into town, oh God, and as they laid their palm on the streets, uh, 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 on, on the ground, uh, what would they be thinking about our circumstances today? Well, well, we believe that they were shouting Hosanna, uh, not just because they felt like it, not because there was a cue card on the side of the road saying, shout Hosanna, but they had something to shout about yeah. as Jesus was making his way. Uh, uh -huh. The people had been looking and searching uh, for a king. They, they thought that there would be a king that would be a high royalty that would come in on a white stallion uh, uh, with all the glitz and the glamour, but our Jesus came in riding on a lowly donkey, but he still had all the power, all the protection that was needed for the day. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, that, that when uh, uh, people saw him, Pastor 
trust Jesus enough yeah. to get into the water. Uh-huh. And we're not talking about clean, beautiful water. Yeah. We're not talking about Caribbean beaches uh, right. where you can see your feet and the fish uh, all right. in the water. I'm talking about dirty water. Yeah. I'm talking about cloudy water. Yeah. But he still went down uh, in order for him to be healed because he trusted in Jesus. I right. need somebody in the house to yes. say amen yes. this yes. morning. Uh, amen. And then we can go a little bit further. Can I pick up one of my sisters this morning uh, yes. who suffered long, 12 or 12 long years uh, with an issue concerning blood uh, from Luke chapter 8. I know yes. you all know the story uh, yes. whose yes. money got funny uh, and seen all of the doctors. Uh, yes. They did the best they could, uh, but she trusted Jesus. Yes. Uh, she trusted him enough um, to yes. go ahead, uh, come yes. up from behind yes. uh, and grab his suit of clothes uh, oh, yes. so she could be healed. Uh, yes. So he was so the crowd uh, was affected uh, and they were saying uh, won't he do it? Uh, yes. And didn't he do it for yes. you uh, and yes. do it for me? Yes. I hope that there's a witness in the house this morning uh, that yes. Jesus uh, can do it. We yes. gotta trust uh, in God. Without trust. My second point, my second point uh, is we don't have to be afraid of our circumstances. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's hard. I know it's just tough times. I know these are times, these are moments that we, we've never experienced before. I, I know you, you you can't pick up a book and know what to do. Uh, I, I know you can't get to a 12-step program and they can tell you how to work this thing out. Uh, but I do know that Psalm 91 says that we don't have to be afraid. Uh, oh, God. God, I know yes. that that ought to make somebody excited this morning. You can put your tissues to the side. You don't have to cry anymore yes. because we don't have to be afraid, but we can move forward in our faith. I like the way that the Message Bible puts it. The Message Bible says that we don't have to be afraid of wild wolves at night, nor the flying arrows by day. And because God's got us, we don't have have to be overly afraid. Uh, we don't have to be scared straight to death uh, yeah. because of COVID-19. Uh, yeah. You know what? Nobody's asking you all uh, to walk outside of the guidelines uh, yeah. and, and the instructions uh, and the recommendations uh, that have come forward uh, from people who are watching, people who are studying, people who are looking uh, on a higher level at this situation. Uh, uh, we want you all to take the necessary precautions. We're not ever telling you to ignore the expert warnings and the like. But since God has given those doctors some knowledge and some expertise and some experience, we want us, we want to trust them and not so much everything that they say, but we want to know what God has to say about the situation because we trust God and we believe that God has placed somebody uh, in our midst uh, that can help us through this situation. Oh, we as pastors, we as pastors came to tell you all this morning. We came to tell you that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how many fall during this time. That either way, when you are in Christ, you'll be all right. Hasn't he kept us in times of trouble before? I know he's kept me in times of trouble, and I believe that there's somebody under the sound of my voice right now 
that he has kept in a time of trouble. Yes, uh, he has and he did it before and we know that God is able to do it again. I pray that there are some witnesses out there my, before I take my seat. Uh, I'm going to give you my third and my final point. Hallelujah to Jesus. Uh, I'm glad this morning that the scripture is reminding us uh, that there are angels watching over us. Yes. Oh, because God is watching us. Because God is abiding in us. And because we are abiding in our Savior. And we are trusting in him. And we give our God the highest glory and praise. Yes. We give him praise and honor and blessing with our lives. We lift up his holy and his wonderful name. Yes. And because we have trusted God from verse 2. And because he is our refuge. That's verses 2 and verses 9. When we get down to verse number 11 in the text. It says that he will give his angels charge over us yeah. and neither evil nor plagues can come near us and our God promises to deliver us he's done it before yeah. so we don't doubt this morning church that he won't do it again so when we look down in verse number 14 where it discusses that because we place our love on him it tells us that he will keep us because we believe him he will deliver us because we trust him he will know us in times of trouble so can we go back just a second and recall the story that pastor keith lifted up for our hearing this morning when you recall that story that uh, that he started us out with and we talked about the man who realized uh, that after reading Psalm 145 and 13, um, that God can be trusted. He said that he had to let it soak in his bones because Psalm 145 and 13, and we add that he should also read Psalm 91 and let it sink in some more. You see, God gave us his word um, so we can let it sink into our very hearts um, and sink into our very souls. Uh, and so when times like these, when we face adversity, when we face difficulties and time of uncertainty, uh, we will come to know uh, that God does have a place uh, that we can hide and dwell in his presence. Yes. And there we will find our strength. Yes. Uh, but the man, the man, the man, the man saw that in Psalm 145 and 13, he said that the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises, and he's faithful in all that he does. Oh, church, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I know that Jesus who is trustworthy I'm glad I know that Jesus whose promises are yes, faithful yes. and he does what he said he's going to do. Yes. Oh, doesn't that sound like somebody we can trust this morning? And that's why we know God can be trusted. He can be trusted and he is faithful and he is without fail. Yes. Look at the witnesses then and then I want us to look at our witnesses now. Because we have witnesses. God 
always has a witness to his faithfulness and his goodness. Yes. We can trust God. We leave you with a resounding yes, God can be trusted. The church of the living God spread the message far and wide that our God can be trusted. We bless his name this morning. We thank you this morning for being in our service with us as we look to the hills from which comes our help, our trusted help, our holy help, hallelujah, our divine help, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.